1: Well, and you know, Reverend Al, by stumbling around on this, and not by not doing it in a straightforward way, they've created political space for Republicans to demagogue this issue. Republicans who, who just, you know, used to say they didn't care at all about these issues, that these issues weren't important. Now, suddenly, they're the most important issues in America. But by, by, by stumbling and bumbling around, by not getting their timeline right, But he's still saying we have an uh, we just showed a graph that says an unknown number of documents found in Biden's correct. No, no more unknown. No more unknown. At this stage, we're two months in. They need to clean this up. They need to get, you know, it, 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 you know, amateur hour is over. They need complete transparency. And, and they just mishandled it from day one, because, again, I'm only saying it because it's true. The difference in the Biden document situation and the Trump Biden uh, and the Trump uh, situation, night and day. Yeah. If they're transparent, if they don't give Republicans any political space. Well, then at the end of the day, I believe, like Mika said the other day, This is going to end up really hurting Donald Trump more because now Republicans are talking about, finally, how important these classified documents are. And that, at the end of the day, is going to end up damaging Donald Trump politically more than Joe Biden.
3: I'm glad to see that the president uh, and his administration are cooperating uh, and they should continue to cooperate. Nobody's above the law. And we need to get to the bottom of this so we don't see this kind of thing happen again.
1: But the appearances
0: of justice are also uh, satisfactory to the public. And here, I don't think he had any choice but to appoint a special counsel. Uh, And I think that special counsel will will do the proper assessment. Uh, I still would like to see Congress do its own assessment of uh, and receive an assessment from the intelligence community of whether there was any exposure to others of these documents, whether it was harm to national security, in the case of either set of documents with either president uh but yes i think
1: the special counsel was appropriately appointed
0: <laughs> shifty shift senator warnock and morning in morning mika's side piece joe all coming in hot on uh on on by this <laughs> you know it's a bad weekend in biden regime land when that happens uh, it is, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King a day. We're going to have Carol Swain and uh, Ken Black will join us in a while. We've got, um, a lot to get through, uh, first on the, uh, on the top, on the compartment of top secret crime in the crime scene, uh, up at, uh, in Wilmington, Delaware and at UPenn. I've got, uh, Cash Patel, Christina Bob and Natalie Winters all to start off. We're going to go live to Davos. At the, uh, bottom of the hour, and we got Steve Cortez, we got Nora Bin Laden in Davos, uh, as Davos kicks off today. And, and, and they tell you, they got a great, the great reset's kind of slightly shifted. It's now the $300 trillion in debt. Oxfam's got a story of how, uh, I, I guess $36 trillion of wealth has been created. The top 1% got, I don't know, 75% of that, two thirds of 75% of it. But it was all leveraged up, and you're going to end up paying the debt. So this is another beauty that Davos man has set up. They're kind of long-faced, and and Steve Cortez is going to tell you why. So we're going to get to Davos. We're going to get to the debt ceiling. We're going to get to the the great uh, deleveraging in the world, all of that at the bottom of the hour. I want to start with this uh, the top secret compartmented intelligence crimes that have gone on. Cash Patel, your assessment uh, you've got some uh, news to break, but your assessment also over the weekend of how the Democrats are a little bit like cockroaches you know, you pick up a uh, rock and cockroaches run out there. They're—they're not exactly forming a, uh, a, 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 a a a a a group of blockers for the uh, for the Biden administration. Cash Patel.
4: Hey, it's great to be with you. Happy Martin Luther King Day, Steve. Um, look, I think when you have the trifecta that is Joe and Mika, Watermelon Head and Warnock come out um, and basically <laughs> talk about classified information as if we, the Republicans, were all of a sudden not talking about classified information, that might be the biggest takeaway for me from that piece. All, wh- at what point, Steve, has your show not talked about the Mar-a-Lago raid and the importance of classified documents? We've said that from day one. One. We've talked about the law and educated the American public on the law. And what I picked up over the weekend was the focus here, and this is for your audience, focus, 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 not on Joe Biden. He's not the target for us. The target for us is the administrative state and the highlighting of the two-tier system of justice, especially when you have the Democratic media come out and basically attempt to defend Joe Biden, but what they're doing in reality is setting the roadwork and the framework to have Joe Biden taken out so they can have another Democratic presidential candidate run in his, run in his place. And we got to be careful about overreaching. Right now, we have, we have the facts and the law on our side. We just have to not politicize it um, by making Joe Biden the target. The target is and has always been taking out the deep state.
0: In 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 the deep state, and I want to talk about this because you got to bifurcate this. Whenever, the audience, our audience is more sophisticated than than anybody. One, you're more sophisticated, and you're more immersed in in details. Number two, we bring in the best people in the world to make sure they can actually put the information out and then frame it so that you, so the people can use it in their personal lives. This is bifurcated. It's got to be pre November second and pre, and then post the cover up. Uh, so let's hold the cover up for a second. Pre, when we talk about administrative state. Uh, Dana Remus, and and finally somebody's on top of this, Jonathan. I think uh, Molly Hemingway tweeted it over the weekend about somebody's got to look at the lawyers. And then uh, Jonathan Turley wrote a great piece in the, I think, New York Post. I've put that up about the lawyers. She's a white – she's the White House counsel that then goes into private practice. And you understand, uh, Cash – I know Christina Bob does. The White House counsel is the, is the uh, lawyer for the office of the president, from President from General Washington all the way down to the current. They represent the office of the president, like John Dean. You don't represent uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan as a person. That, you have personal lawyers. So the White House counsel, Dana Remus, leaves the White House counsel right before November 2nd. I think she announces in July. I believe her last day was October 2nd. I think it's that day. She's the one rummaging around on November 2nd. She's rummaging around in the closet at the at the pi- at the Penn Biden CCP uh, think tank center. Uh, how, why are we not why are they not giving they don't want to talk about that at all. All the media wants to focus on is the cover up because they understand the cover up here is bad. But this is a case yeah. where the cover up is not going to be as bad as the crime. There's something going on, brother. How Dana Dana Remus is making twenty five hundred bucks an hour. She's big league, top tier. The e ticket is representing Joe Biden as an individual. Everybody wants to get to you. Uh, I think she's over Gibson Dunn. Uh, I don't think she's at Perkins Coie. I think she's at Gibson Dunn. Why is she rummaging around, Cash? You're a former prosecutor. You're a lawyer. You were the senior counsel to the Intelligence Committee. You're one of the most uh, highly respected lawyers in the city. Why is Dana Remus rummaging around? Uh, in Biden's, when they should have movers doing it or staff doing it? Why is a, one of the most powerful lawyers in Washington, D.C. rummaging around in the Penn Biden, uh, the Penn Biden CCP center, sir?
4: Steve, you have highlighted a point that nobody is talking about, and it's because it shows you that there are no coincidences in government with these government gangsters. It's not a coincidence she left the White House Counsel. It shows to me how long they have known about Joe Biden's mishandling and violation of the law when it comes to classified documents. Like you and I talked about for the first time on this show before any other media did, this investigation began before November, before the election. We are only being told now, months later, that that was the start date. That's BS. When you have the biggest lawyer in the country who represents the office of presidency, leave her post to go basically manhunt for documents, you know it happened. And here's the kicker. Here's the another lawyer that no one's talking about. Bob Bauer, Joe Biden's personal new attorney. Do you know where Bob Bauer used to be a senior partner of litigation for Perkins Cooey with Sussman and Mark Elias? Well, These well, are not coincidences. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it.
0: Bob Bauer is the architect of the big steel. Mark yeah. Elias was his grand dune. Mark Elias is his enforcer. Mark, Mark Elias is the engineer. Bob Bauer is the architect. The entire removal of trump in the 2020 election bob bauer is the man and oh guess what another (laughs) coincidence married to anita dunn anita dunn and susan rice whose mitts are all whose fingerprints are all over this from the white house i got one i got one more lawyer this is (laughs) go ahead i I got
4: one more lawyer for you do you know who is the national security and senior advisor to merrick garland the number one government gangster The wife of Jake Sullivan, (laughs) the current national security advisor to the United States of America, is advising Merrick Garland on the legality and national security implications of both of these investigations. Not a coincidence that this lady is out there manhunting documents for Joe Biden. She's running the investigation, she being uh, the wife of Jake Sullivan. And of course, Jake Sullivan, who's the biggest Hillary Clintonite in the world, is in the White House with Susan Rice. Running this operation to, to get rid of Joe Biden. How are the
0: big law firms How in the, this city totally inextricably linked to the administrative state and the government gangsters because they go back and forth? How powerful are the law firms in this city in making and backing, having the back of the government gangsters being part of it and driving the agenda of the administrative state, sir?
4: They're worse than the lobbyists. And that's rough saying. They are worse than the lobbyists. Let me give you one example. Um, Kirkland, uh, King Spaulding. Do you know who is a senior law partner at King and Spaulding right now? Rod Rosenstein. Do you know where Chris Ray used to be a senior partner? King Spaulding, before he became the FBI director. Do you know who's now the current national security advisor to King Spaulding? Gina Haspel, the former director of the CIA. The biggest trio of government gangsters that blockaded the Russiagate investigation. And now we have Robert Herr, who used to be a senior partner at Gibson Dunn. Uh, is the new special counsel with you know the, the guys that we were just talking about and we talked about on your show all the problems with his appointment as special counsel. But this should show America the corruption in the swamp is not just nested in the lobbying industry. But you're right, Steve, and I've never heard anyone say it. The biggest problem is the law firms surrounding them. Perkins Coie, Gibson Dunn, Big time. Uh, King Spaulding. They get hired. They hire on a circular basis. for the
0: uh, before we go, I want to talk about the book, but everybody, if you've seen the movie Nixon, I'm going to play the clips in Nixon. When Nixon goes overseas, Helms at the CIA, they mention mongoose. I think it tight. And that's the assassination plots on Castro about and he, he goes hey nixon goes let's not talk about that i don't want that was the railhead the castro assassinations the working with the mafia the cia the kennedy assassination all up in one ball the the texas right wing oilmen right all up in one ball they didn't want to talk about it. we don't want to talk about mongoose that's the same thing as Russia gate here that, that that the castro situation and the bay of pigs and the cuban missile crisis was all the railhead of 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 all of that that led to the church committee Cash, you've nailed this from day one because you and Devin Nunez fought this. It all is going to go back to Gate, and, and the subset of that, it all goes back to Ukraine. Ukraine's a big part of this. Obviously, Russiagate. Cash, you've nailed it. I love the title of the book, Government Gangsters. How do people get that and how do they get to your writings?
4: Thanks so much. Governmentgangsters.com. Real quick on the church committee, Steve. Follow the money. That new committee needs to subpoena these law firms we just highlighted. That's another thing they must do while subpoenaing this special counsel. But go to governmentgangsters.com. Thanks to you, Steve. It's rocketed up from 110,000 in overall ranks to unside the top 100 um, on Amazon, but go to governmentgangsters.com. We take out the deep state. We show you who's corrupt. We show you how to win. And we show you how to put these agencies back to work for the American people. The administrative state we've just highlighted is the biggest problem facing America, not the Democratic Party. Go to governmentgangsters.com and get this book. I name names from top to bottom. And we are going to get this manuscript out. They will not get, um, they will not be, uh, we will not be uh, taking a name.
0: It's not easy, Cash, you know, to investigate the law firms because they run the city. They run the city. It's not the bankers. It's the law firm. Bankers finance the city. uh, The law firms run the city. Cash Patel, thank you. Christina Bob, Natalie Winters. The war room's angle of attack has always been the Chinese Communist Party. We're going to reveal all that next in the war room. And then we're going to go to Davos. We've got Cortez, Nor Ben Laden. Your betters are all meeting starting today at the World Economic Forum. Back in a moment. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon. To 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency.
2: Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Bass. Okay, welcome. Um, we're going to go all the way from um, Davos. We're going to go to South Dakota in the second hour. We're going to talk about the grassroots win. Over the weekend. Uh Jessica's going to join us. She was there. We did live coverage on Saturday. Also talk about the precinct strategy. Mike Lindell's going to join us. Then Caroline Wren, the RNC uh chairman's uh, campaign really heats up. Um also I think REV and John Furks are going to do this debate. I think it's going to be on the 25th. And uh, part of the, the afternoon boardroom show is going to be part of that. So we'll give you more details, but it's going to be exciting. And of course, we're going to get the voices of the grassroots. In here, make sure you go to uh, mypillow.com promo code war room. You've got, uh, it's a cold and bitter winter throughout much of the United States. Make sure you've got all the, you know, you got the slippers, you got the moccasins, you got the, uh, you got the robes, either light or heavy blankets. Of course, we've got the sheets still t- as low as twenty nine ninety nine, and you get a money back guarantee, uh, up until the 31st of March. If you, if you're not completely satisfied or happy, sleep the sleep of the just on the products of my pillow So make sure you go there today. Check it out. Our square, we got everything, all the sales, including up to 80% off on certain inventory products. So you can't go, you can't possibly go wrong. Check it out today. It's how we roll here in the war room. Christina Bob. Christina, uh, you're n- not simply a lawyer. You're also a Marine Corps major. Um, the handling of, uh, th- this is what they're trying to cover. Look, and I don't want to, take the bait and do the, the, the Mar-a-Lago versus because there's no comparison.
3: Right, right.
0: In this, and, and Natalie Winter's going to come in, in a second about the financing of the Chinese Communist Party and how the CCP's been all over the Penn-Biden Center. That's why it exists. That's where they got the money from. That's where University of Pennsylvania got the cash and to, I think 60 or 70 million bucks overall. Uh, not yep. just for the center, but overall, and a bunch of them in that center. The... Um, uh Dana Remus, a senior person making 2500 bucks an hour over Gibson Dunn, is not doing storage movement. Okay, That's where you send right. your body man. That's where you send your assistants. That's where you send your, as we call them here in the war room, uh, belovedly, the grundoons. The grundoons go in there. You don't have arguably the most powerful lawyer in Washington, D.C., I say Bob Bauer and her, the most powerful lawyer, because she represents Joe Biden as a person. She represented the, yep. the uh, office of the president as White House counsel. And now she's not over there rummaging around uh, because, oh, yeah, they got another move. And they move these things multiple times. The yep. uh, And th- even NBC now admits, Christina, these are the most uh, classified documents we have. They're compartmented, top secret. We know they're about Ukraine. They've already leaked that. Is this – did she leave White House counsel to to go over – I mean, you're a lawyer. Why would a lawyer – why would a personal lawyer, Joe Biden, be rummaging around that closet, ma'am?
3: Quite possibly. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier in your show. It's a cleanup job. There's no reason for her to be out there other than they are trying to cover up something else. And if you have Adam Schiff and The New York Times and CNN and all these Democrats saying – Oh, his inadvertent mishandling of classified documents. They're all singing that song. It lets you know that's the cover up. That's not the actual story. So I don't think the actual story has come out yet. We need to figure out what's going on there. What happened with all of this? You know, who had access to those documents? What did they see? The fact that it's about Ukraine is extremely, extremely interesting, given how pertinent Ukraine is not just today, but how important it was in Donald Trump's administration. That was the first impeachment hoax with the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. And then now you've got the United States has sent close to $100 billion over to the Ukraine. And of course, the Hunter Biden laptop says 10% for the big guy. Is Joe Biden getting kickbacks from this? What's happening to the money? There's been no oversight. So there's a lot, a lot of questions here. And I don't believe for a second that the media is uh, telling the story
0: honestly. The Washington Post reports today that, that Millie, we have uh, advisors over in, uh, I think Germany and Poland, tra- training Ukrainian military for large scale armored warfare, large scale tank warfare, large scale tank warfare. These people are taking income, the civilian, the women in taking civilian uh, incoming nonstop, but we're training uh, th- so that means the defense industry is going to be shipping tanks over there, yep.
4: and you have no earthly idea what's going it. on. It's
0: $100 billion going up. Training and funding. Christina, um, the um, it, why d- – uh, let me say it a different way. The special counsel could also be a way that they want to protect information coming out. They say, oh, a special counsel is looking at it. Can't talk about ongoing investigation, ongoing investigation. Yep. How are these committees – Jim Jordan and Comer are saying they're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, and they're already putting out information requests like for visitor logs, things like that. By the way, Hunter used to yep. live there. He didn't have to sign a visitor's log. He was living at the house. How can the house or what are you looking forward to see how aggressive um, Jordan and Comer are in this and these house investigations, ma'am?
3: Well, they, they have to get to the bottom of it. They have to uh, continue to go until we figure out what happens. Clearly, the American people can see that this is not just a simple case of, inadvertently leaving classified documents in a garage. This was, this is a very serious village issue and we need to understand what happens. So they have to actually come up with some answers. And I think it's incumbent. I know your viewers are very informed and very active. Every single one of your viewers should be calling their member of Congress, calling their representatives and their senators saying, we want to know the truth about this. And the American people need to continue to push because the executive branch, the Biden administration, has proven that they're willing to thumb their nose at the American people and ignore their concerns. And so the American people need to stand up, get loud, and push back to the point that they can't ignore it anymore because they're going to try to continue to railroad us. They're going to try to continue these power grabs. They're going to try to um, politicize and weaponize the federal government, You know, continuing to go after parents at school board meetings and Donald Trump because he's their strongest political opponent. And we have to push back, and we're counting on uh, House oversight, House judiciary, To really lead the charge on that and just not give up. Keep going until we get the answers.
0: Bob Bauer is the new senior lawyer representing uh, Biden. You can't make this up. From Perkins Coy, he's the architect of the big steel. When's your book coming out? Because you've got the counter to Bob Bauer. Remember, Mark Elias, the demon who's running around to every battleground state right now, trying to get the laws flipped so we can't possibly win. Bob Bauer was his bag man. Uh, Excuse me, Mark Elias. Mark Elias yep. is like the engineer. Bob Bauer's is the master architect. And Bob, they called Bob Bauer in from, the, from retirement, Anita Dunn's husband, to claim. They are in full panic mode. The, you can't get any g- group of folks heavier on the Democratic side. Christina, how do people get to your book about the steal of the election?
5: Yep,
3: you can get it on Amazon. It's called Stealing Your Vote. Thank you, Steve Bannon, for writing the introduction. I'm excited. It comes out in print next week. You can pre order it, get a discount. And you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, Christina underscore Bob and Truth and Getter at Christina Bob.
0: Christina, thank you so much. Major Bob, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you very much.
0: What a great show. MLK Day and uh, the people are taking the day off and we're starting with Cash Patel and Christina Bob and Natalie Winters. Wow. And Steve Cortez next. And then Nora Ben-Laden, Benton Fifth. What a lineup. That's like 27 Yankees. Uh, Natalie Winters, Chinese Communist Party, access to the Penn Biden Center. Folks have – listen, folks, they got the lawyer over there in the closet because they know they had a massive, 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 massive problem. And, and the cover up's going to be this thing, but they're going to try to spin you and just focus on the cover-up. Just focus from 2 November before. Drive a stake in the 2nd of November and let's get everything beforehand because that's where – Big league crimes are. That's why it's a crime scene. Normally the cover up gets them in trouble. Here, the crime's bigger than the cover up. The crime's bigger than the cover up. Because this thing about inadvertent, when you're dealing with top secret, compartmented information, they're not asking about your attention. It's not inadvertent. If you got it, you, you, if you've taken it out of a secure space, you've taken it out of a skiff. Remember, there's a chain of custody. These are signed out to a guy named Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden stuff. But it's also who's who's in back of it, who's financing it, who's got the possibility to, to get access and look at it. Natalie Winters, another brilliant piece you've got up. Walk us through the CCP and why they're so important in this story, ma'am.
6: Sure. Well, I know you've been calling it the Penn-Biden-CCP Center, but may I humbly suggest that we call it the CCP-Penn-Biden Center, because frankly, the <laughs> CCP really is, is driving the wheel behind it. They're the ones who are trying. Um, i humbly suggest.
0: naming name, no no you're Natalie. you're 100% correct they get naming rights so from now on it's, it's the CCP pen Biden center in that order ma'am go ahead
6: so this is the the latest story that we have up on warroom.org documenting how chinese cash has just flown through the walls of this so-called think tank um but this is really i think an example of how the Chinese Communist Party uses their leverage to their advantage, right? You're speaking a lot about lawfare, which shouldn't be lost on anyone. That legal warfare is one of the three warfares that's used by the Chinese Communist Party, in addition to media warfare and psychological warfare, which, of course, we see going on now. Um, But what's really interesting is that a company uh, whose CEO had spoke at a lot of these pen, uh, pen events specifically the Penn Wharton China Summit, which, of course, uh, all the relevant documents and the website that correspond to this event have been deleted from the internet. Uh, We got another cover-up situation going on. Um, But what's so interesting is that this company, it's called Xiaomi, which was actually placed on a military blacklist by the Trump administration because this Chinese, again, state-owned, basically, technology firm was aiding and abetting the People's Liberation Army. So rightfully so, the Trump administration put them on a blacklist stop taxpayer funds from going uh, to support companies that work with it and really trying to crank down and stop the Chinese Communist Party's quest for, for I would say, global ambition, which they s- seek to do so through these technology companies like Xiaomi. But what was so interesting was that the Biden regime sort of secretly, uh, you know, in the dark of night, uh, reversed the Trump era blacklist on this company, again, a company that has De jour and de facto ties to not just the Chinese Communist Party, but to China's military. So it really begs the question of why any American administration or even regime would do that in the first place, right? Basically allowing American funds to underwrite yeah. Chinese military proxies, but the Penn Biden Center really is the reason why.
0: Hang on, Natalie, hang on one second. We're we'll holding you okay. the break. We've got Norbin in Davos. We've got uh, Steve Cortez with us. Talk about debt, leverage, unemployment, the economy, all of it. Short break. Back in a moment on MLK Day here in the War Room. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping. Also go to prepare with prepare with Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Back. Okay. Um, I'm going to put forward something. There's not conspiracy theory, but there's no coincidences. Uh, Dana Remus, I think puts in her, her, Papers that are, says I'm leaving White House counsel's office in July. Trump's uh Mar-a-Lago is raided in, which they're in negotiations with and talks with uh, you know nonstop with these folks. He's raided out of nowhere on 8 August. She leaves, I think, and I have to get this down right. I think she leaves in September, October. In November, she's the president's personal lawyer and she's rummaged around the thing. Uh, don't think that we're not going to find at some point in time that mar lago was done as a misdirection play to, to, to basically be able to soften. They knew they had a problem with Biden before 8 August of 2022. You can take that to the bank, okay? Take your number two pencil out right now and in your pad, write that down. These are not random occurrences. Don't, and don't be – take look, it's normally – the, the cover up's bigger than the crime. That's, the, that's what they say in, in Washington. That's when they want to get the eyeballs off the crime. The cover-up here is big from 2 November, but that's all they're talking about, how bad the White House. And this is so terrible. It's the communications. And boy, Zen master Jean-Pierre has kind of dropped the ball. Or she's not in the loop. And can you believe it? No. That's for the amateurs. Let, let Fox News focus on that. We're focusing on the thing itself. How did we get to, to how do we get to Dana Remus in the CCP Penn Biden Center financed by the Chinese Communist Party? How did we get her in a closet finding the top, the highest level of secrets in the United States government? How did that happen? And what is the timeline of that? And trust me, folks, you're going to find the timeline of that goes, it precedes 8 August. Of 2022, when they came into Trump to totally have a cover, have a cover bid, as we say on the street. Uh, Natalie, your reporting is amazing, and I want to get you on. We can tie all the strands together. So you've done so much on the CCP thing. How do people get to you on your social media? How, how they find out and find all the writings on War Room? And we're gonna pull. We're gonna give you a half hour or something, maybe in the evening show to pull all this together to show when Natalie says something. You know, she says it in it, 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 it kind of in a pleasant way, but she's 100 percent correct. It's the CCP pen Biden center, the Chinese Communist Party and this thing with the military situation. This company stinks to high heaven. They give a speech. They stroke a check. Next thing you know, they're off the blacklist. This is how the regime rolls. This is how the regime rolls. It's all for money and they're all open. They're taking cash all the time and there's always a price. That's what you're going to see about, you know, the fingerprints. They should be doing the fingerprints on Hunter Biden all over that place right now. Natalie Winters, how do people get to you?
6: Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. You can go to warroom.org to check out our latest stories. We just put up a piece about a secret meeting that the CDC is holding to develop a, quote, public health tool uh, to address vaccine misinformation.
0: By the way, there's so many massive things up on Getter. I've got a great video was put together. We're going to do that this evening. We got Natalie, uh, Naomi Wolf. We didn't have time in today's show this evening where I get into all the latest developments on CDC, FDA, all of it. So Natalie, thank you very much. We'll push the story out. See you back this afternoon. Thank you. Natalie Winters, executive. Let's go to, I want to go to the freezing Nora bin Laden. Uh, she's actually in Davos Nora, thank you for joining us. Tee us up about uh, the the world economic forum but your st- what is your shot? Where are you standing in front of ma'am
5: I'm uh here in Davos in the freezing cold absolutely, and I'm in front of the Ukraine pavilion where a little portion of u s taxpayer dollars has been spent to create the structure and showcase you know the plight of the Ukrainians uh, following this manufactured crisis that these people largely here in Davos joining together to discuss the future of our plans, you know, have uh, are the actual people who've manufactured this crisis in the first place.
0: What, what is the, the what is the theme this year? Because I've got Cortez coming on. We, we hear all these reports about 300 trillion in debt. And now the great reset is the great reset on the debt. Uh, they Are they pretty long faced about how they've handled this COVID the CCP virus and the uh, and the vaccine and, and the lockdowns and all of it. What's what's the headspace right now in Davos as Davos man uh, congregates today to kick kick off this four day uh, this four day conference?
5: Well, the theme of this year's conference is cooperation in a fragmented world. And as usual, uh, the globalists tend to use very positive uh, terms to describe. Uh, many of their machinations and with regards to COVID and the handling of the crisis and what we can expect uh, as a result of the uh, economic uh, destruction of the past couple of years, uh, very much um, the agenda will be about this so-called cooperation between the countries, which in essence is just a cover for further centralization of power. And uh, the WEF, I'd like to point out, is essentially, I would say, a, a press conference whereby they tell us what it is they are working on and what it is we can expect to have foisted upon us in the next few years. And so this ranges for from, of course, CBDCs, which will be a huge part of the next couple of years as we are uh, going towards an economic collapse as, again, a result of the policies of the last few years that they
0: themselves have implemented. Are they in any of these panels, any of these discussions, any of these talks, did they take any responsibility for this? I mean, how does Davos man, how does Davos man even talk about it amongst themselves? Do they take any accountability about this financial debacle that, that they have essentially uh, driven us into?
5: This is what is most astounding with all these international organizations and entities they portray themselves to be the saviors and to have all the solutions for us, excuse me, plebs, um, when in fact it is the actual opposite. They create the crisis and then they come up with these so-called solutions, which inevitably lead to more uh, control over us and to the erosion of our sovereignty, both at a national level and at an individual level. And the plans are all laid out in the open.
0: Nor, how can people follow your coverage? What, what social media, I want people to be, have access to you 24-7. We're going to try to have you on both the evening shows and the morning shows every day for the next four days as you're in Davos. But how do people follow you?
5: Uh, my Twitter handle is at Noor Bin Laden. And uh, that's where I'll be posting most of the information over the uh, coming days. I'm also on Getter as well on um, at Northern Laden. And Steve, the one thing I wanted to say, obviously we're going to find out more over the next few days in terms of the panels because it just launched this afternoon about a half hour or hour ago. Um, but the one thing I wanted to say is that flashback to five years ago when our beloved, the great President Trump came here and he called out what he called, quote, their predatory behavior. And it's just fitting because you had the legend Kash Patel at the start of the show uh, calling out the predatory behavior of the federal government and uh, all their satellites and agencies working for them. And here we are at Davos. So that's more of the micro local level. And here we are at Davos where we can uh, discuss all the predatory behavior at a more macro global level.
0: You know, Nora, and we need you to be safe because last year you covered this for us and, and Jack Posobic was there. The police came and rolled up Jack Posobic. <clears throat> we want to make sure Nor bin Laden is not rolled up by the local authorities. So so be safe. You're you're in a danger zone, trust me. Be safe as a truth teller. And you. Uh, and we'll and we'll see and we'll see you later, hopefully tonight. Nor bin Laden from Davos. Thank you very thank much. Thank
5: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, ma'am. Uh Cortez. They're on to something. They they know they got a problem, right? The world has $300 trillion in debt caused, caused by the COVID response, what they're doing. Oxfam's got a story of how the top 1% has skimmed. I think, quote unquote, when you got 300 trillion in debt and also you do have some wealth creation on the equity side, right? If you take it out, you take out the leverage, the wealthy have captured two thirds of that. And they're gonna just they're gonna they're gonna dump the 300 trillion and say, hey, it sounds like a personal problem. Am I incorrect on in this right. this jam that Davos has? And now you can see it now in the economic figures throughout the world, sir.
2: No, you're exactly correct. And CNBC reported on that Oxfam uh, study about since the since 2020, since the pandemic two-thirds of all new wealth created has gone to the top 1%. Another way to analyze it, if you look at the bottom 90% for every dollar in wealth that they have added, which is not very many, the top 1% has added $1.7 million. So 1.7 million to a single buck for the bottom 90%. That's the reality of the world that the Davos set has created. But even the Davos set Realizes that that it is in trouble and it is trying, in some ways, to redefine the term "reset." Of course, they've been pushing a global reset for years, denying, in large part, that they are doing so. But they're now trying to redefine what it means. And you put up on your social media a very good article from S and P Global about the 300 trillion dollars in global debt that now exists—an absolute global crisis, a crisis here in the United States and globally. That translates, Steve, into. $37,500 $37,500 in debt for every single person in the world. To put that in context, $37,000 in debt may not sound like that much, but remember how poor much of the world is. Global GDP per person is only $12,000 per person. And then S&P Global study also suggests, which is interesting, that most of that debt has not been added at the consumer level, meaning households have been largely pretty responsible, believe it or not. It's been added at the government level, and at the corporate level, and when I say corporate level, there's a there's a blurred line, of course, between corporate and government, particularly in regards to China, because so much of that debt has been amassed in China. But to bring it back to Davos and that excellent reporting from Norbin bin Laden, I think it was very fitting that she was in front of the Ukraine pavilion, that we American taxpayers are paying for that billboard that we are paying for, because think about this. She, she made an important statement there where she said that the, the Davos ruling class uh, loves to create crises and then propose a supposed solution to those crises, although only they're not actual solutions, and the supposed solutions only benefit the ruling class. Let's bring this uh, case study to Ukraine. In Ukraine, right, the United States taxpayer is borrowing money that we do not have, tens of billions of dollars, to escalate a war in which we have no discernible U.S. national interest to largely ruin large portions of the crisis. And what is Zelensky going to do now in Davos? They The Ukrainians are literally signing agreements with BlackRock, yes, with the US big money manager with BlackRock to rebuild the country. So the American taxpayer, in other words, the American taxpayer broke the window. The American taxpayer is now going to be billed from BlackRock to repair the window, all for a crisis in which we have no U.S. national interest. That is the exact way that Davos man operates. This is how the ruling class operates. Unfortunately, it is always for their self-aggrandizement to the detriment of the citizens of Ukraine who are suffering the most, and then also to the citizens of the United States who are unfortunately footing the bill and taking totally unreasonable risks against a nuclear power in Russia um, in antagonizing them in a proxy war.
0: We got thirty seconds before we go to break. I want to hold you through. The three hundred trillion was all basically uh ginned up during the time of, of zero and negative interest rates. But now the interest rates are gonna be what five and a half, six percent average. Uh different game, uh, Steve Cortez. Different, totally Very different game.
2: game. And the job losses unfortunately are coming and we can talk about some of that evidence uh, coming up.
0: Fine. Hang on, take a short commercial break. We've got uh, Steve Cortez. We have Dr. Carol Swain. We have Ken Blackwell. We've got Caroline Wren, Mike Lindell. And, of course, the grassroots of this nation, as above, so below, all in the world. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter i itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N.
2: The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology, no more selling your personal data, no more censorship, no more cancel culture. Enough, Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want Download now.
7: Well, look, we'll see the debt ceiling hit on Thursday and yell in in that letter that she sent to Congress last week saying she'll take the extraordinary measures to keep spending and keep funding through potentially no. early June is where she puts this. So that's really the coming pinch point is summer. And that's really where we've seen the fruits of the concessions that McCarthy has laid out to the rightward flank of his party on government spending. That's when this will really come to roost. McCarthy has floated this idea that maybe they could cap discretionary spending and do a temporary raise on the debt ceiling. That might be a way for him to try to placate all parties. Democrats, of course, want to go on with what we've been doing, which is continuing to fund, which is continuing to raise the debt ceiling and not allow the U.S. to default on its credit. That would be catastrophic for the economy. But these negotiations have barely even started. You know, Congress loves a deadline and this one's looking like it's summer. So we're in the very, very early phases of this. But certainly Yellen establishing what the timeline is going forward here. And Mika, you remember at the end of last year, while Democrats still had control of the House and Senate, there was a lot of conversation about whether or not, while they had the majorities, they should try to raise the debt limit, because the known quantity of knowing that they had the votes to do that was better than being thrown into flux and chaos once Republicans took control of the House. That obviously didn't happen, and this is the circumstance that we're dealing with now. We'll see the way it moves forward, but I'm not, I am not—I wouldn't be surprised if this took a while for Republicans and Democrats alike to come to some kind of agreement on
0: Okay, take your take your time, take a deep breath. I want everybody to um i I had a thing up in Getter I put an eight point program up. Just the initial thoughts. First off, there's no hurry to do this. The prior and what she's talking about is the prior prioritization of payments you've heard me talk about and Russ Foe talk about that we worked on the seventeen. There's a waterfall. Hey, you're not gonna default into debt, you're gonna make all the interest payments, you're gonna pay face amount of all the government securities, uh you're gonna pay Medicare and Social Security, all of it. Uh, and then we have a discussion. You want cuts in discretionary spending? I can give you cuts in discretionary spending. You pay as you go, baby. So that's being worked on. That's part of the negotiation. But even more importantly right now, as I put the top number one, show me the model. It's time for us to stop. This is one of the problems with the COVID thing with Fauci. We never forced Fauci to put forward the CDC model, of which we're going to get to in these investigations. CDC did modeling. And we got to get that out. You read Pence's book. You read Kushner's book. You're never hearing about the CDC and their model of what their model was. We need to see the Treasury Department. Janet Yellen needs, first thing she needs to do, she wants to start a negotiation. Show us your financial model. I want us. You say it runs out in June. Okay. Fine. Show it. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the model on that. We can have a discussion what your assumptions are, where it goes. There can be no negotiation until we see the regime's financial model. We need to see Janet Yellen's financial model. We need to see the cash flow model. This is, this is bankruptcy, restructuring, reorganization. That's what this is. Don't let all the running around and all this stuff. You just sit there. The audience, you're the, you're the head of the creditors committee. You are the full faith and credit of this nation. Every truck driver, every, every person working in a fast food, uh, uh, place, every guy who's got a marketing job, every insurance salesman, every cop every every member of the armed forces, every nurse, American Lao Bai Jing, old hundred names, the common man, as we used to say, right? With Apple, the fanfare, Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man. They don't say that today. There's no equity in that. What? Did you, hey, I came from a, a family of common men and women, quite proud of it. Because you're the backbone of this nation, you're the backbone of the greatest country in the history of mankind. You, you are the full fame credit, not Wall Street, not the SEC, not Morgan Stanley, not Goldman Sachs, not Larry Fink, none of them. You, and you get to say so in this. What do you think? Look at where we've come so far. They're in panic mode now. They're now they're actually looking at our pres- prioritization of payments. It's in the discussion. Show a before show us the model before we show you the money. We need to see exactly where the government is. I'm not taking Janet Yellen. Remember, this came out of nowhere. Boom! All of a sudden, it's this Thursday. This third, now, far be it from them to want to distract you away from Biden's uh crime scene at the family home in Wilmington. Far be it from doing that. But if it's if it's this Thursday, which Warren said for months and months and months it was going to come in January, February. If that's the case, show us and show us how your extraordinary measures going out and getting the tomato cans out of the back of the lawn. In back of the Treasury Department, you can pay for this till June. Show me. I want to know that. I want to see that. I want to see the framework for this negotiation. Show me your financial model. Show it. I want to see it. You're so incompetent and you lie so much. I would like to see it. I'd like to see, and I'd like to see a stamp on there that said U.S. Treasury. Steve Cortez, the chickens are coming home to roost in many, many ways. And corporate, yes. the, the global corporatists are now agreeing with Steve Cortez's analysis of this situation, sir.
2: Yes, starting to come around to uh, to a recognition that we are already in recession or, by their estimation, about to tip into recession, including substantial job losses, unfortunately. And by the way, Steve, you're exactly correct regarding Janet Yellen, somebody with a track record like hers, right, of being consistently wrong and or lying to the American people, for example, telling us, for all of 2021, that inflation was transitory, and we know that it was embedded and systemic. She doesn't get the luxury of just simply getting the trust factor of saying, oh, yes, we'll run out of money in June. To to your point, show us your work, like any good math teacher would say, show us your work. Well, global corporations and even the establishment economists are now coming around to the point of view of recognizing and conceding that the economy is in a free fall and that job losses are going to follow very soon. CNN, as a matter of fact, of all uh, organization CNN put up an article, quite a good one actually, an opinion piece. Don't be fooled, recession is coming, and it was authored by the two founders of the Economic Cycle Research Institute, uh, which is one of the bodies which is considered to be an expert at identifying the actual dates of recessions. Um, this was authored by them again. These are establishment people. These are hardly MAGA. These are not people who are economically or politically or philosophically on our side. But even they, and even on a platform like CNN. They are warning the American people about the recession that is deepening and the job cuts that are sure to follow. And they make very specific points about how job cuts historically are a lagging indicator. They come well after the fact of a recession um, is a reality in the, in the rest of the economy. That it is, the, It is the last shoe to drop effectively. Um, and again, these very establishment economists make that case very powerfully, even in CNN.
0: Cortez, how do people get to all your writings and all your commentary, sir?
2: Please follow me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve. Cortez with a S.
0: Steve Cortez, honored to have you on here. Thank you very much for joining us on Martin Luther King Day. Appreciate it. Short break. Carol Swain, Dr. Carol Swain next.